reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita. Hey, Smallsy here from Nova, host of Smallsy Surgery. And for two weeks only in winter, the Winter Breakfast Show on the Nova Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entertainment Hotline. I am your host, Anita Annabelle, Head of Entertainment at Media Week and Chatter. Kent Smallsy Smalls has been on your airwaves for two decades. The radio entertainment host is best known for his nighttime show, Smallsy Surgery, on the Nova Network. However, during winter, he's warming up your mornings across the network on breakfast. Interviewing huge stars like Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Hemsworth, Michael Bublé, Jason Derulo, Margot Robbie, and most recently Tom Cruise, he's rubbed shoulders with the best in the biz. I chatted with Smallsy, who had just returned from a morning with the cast of Barbie, and truly, we had the best and most chaotic chat. He shared with me who he really is behind the radio persona, and you're absolutely going to love him. On Air with Smallsy can be heard from 6am till 9am in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Adelaide until July 7 on the Nova Network. Here's Smallsy. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. Oh my god, my dog just Alfie inside. Sorry. That's okay. It's so fine. Oh, I am thrilled to be talking to you though, because I have been a longtime fan, first time caller. Oh, fantastic. Hey, I love those. I love <laughs> the, the more of those we get. Uh, in 2023, the better. I'm, I'm, it's great to meet you. Thank you for oh, chatting. Good. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. I'm so excited to chat to you. I mean, let's talk about On Air with Smallsy because this is such a huge change for you to do two weeks of breakfast radio where you actually have to mm-hmm. get up at like what? What, are you, what time are you getting up? Well, it's kind of crazy. This week has been a little bit strange. I don't know how much you know uh, or are aware about the, the Hollywood writers' strike that's happening at the yes. moment. Yeah. Okay, so that's happening as we speak, and there's a lot of chat going around at the moment that actors are going st- to stop work in solidarity this coming weekend or maybe early next week. And so there's a lot of junkets have been happening this week for long lead stuff. So uh, normally, you know what, I, I think when I did the show back in summer, uh, late last year, uh, I think I had got the alarm clock fine-tuned to about five-ish, five, five. Mm-hmm. I could be out the door by 5.15 and be in work in 15 minutes. But this week we've had so many international junkets. Like this morning I was doing a junket at 5.30 or 5.20 this morning before I was on air. So sadly, like 4 o'clock is the, the alarm at the moment. For you, you've had I, – I cannot believe – I was like – I was doing my research on Google. I mm. cannot believe the stars that you have interviewed. Like that is. Oh yeah. But do you, are you kind of at that point now where you're like, um, oh, this is just another person? Um, you know, people ask me that question, and it's like I try to not lose uh, touch with the fact that they're like they're cool celebrities and younger me would have just I would have been so excited 
I would have just been, this was, this was everything I had dreamed about and more. Um, but I, you know, I just came, I, I the reason why I had to do this time was that I just wrapped up, a uh, the Barbie movie, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. And it was a big fan event that I'm hosting in Sydney tomorrow. Uh, with Margot and Greta. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're yep. all here. And Issa Rae and America Ferreira, they're all, and they just did a press call and we're just at Bondi Icebergs, stunning location and set up. And so I was just sitting literally two metres, uh, half a metre from Margot Robbie oh, and Issa Rae and America Ferreira and Greta Gerwig and just, they were just talking about the Barbie movie. That was, and it was in that moment I was like, you know what? Nope, this is still exciting. This yeah. is, this is still Still, you get a, a kick out of it. I still enjoy it, and I still go, "Oh yeah, wow! This is a job. This is awesome. I um, really love this." You are kind yeah. of living the dream, though. Oh well, it's fun up here. <laughs> but don't come. But don't come for my job. Don't come no, for I my job. I don't this know if I can do job. radio. Do you do this your is own? My job. Look at me. Listen. Listen to me. Do you do your own? What's it called? Anchoring. And, and and what she's doing there, everybody, is she's doing the international sign language for working the panel. She's <laughs> moving her hands in such a way that she's implying, does Smallsy panel his own show? Yes, he does. I do it all. I do like I I I don't I don't know how I would go letting someone else panel the show. I just am such a such a control freak. I like to be driving the whole thing. I love that you're a control freak. That's pretty cool. But also, yeah. like, loosen the reins, mate. <laughs> well, you know, I've got a strong EP in Zach LaCava who uh, he uh, I let him fly be free and, and do his thing. Um, but when it comes to, like, panelling and audio and songs and I just like to be – and phone calls it. and who's on air and who's not on air. And it's, I, I, I like to, my attempt at least is to try and put together a polished show that doesn't, you know, the best way I can describe it, and this is the weirdest metaphor, but you know, like a freight train, like when a freight train, like, this is how I like look at it. And it's that people ask me, it's like, Oh, what do you do? What do you have to talk about the show? It's like, well, it's like a freight train, right? It's super heavy, takes a lot of energy to get off the ground. And once it's going, you kind of want it to keep going mm. because if you have to stop and you know, if you've ever seen a freight train, try and stop, it's clunking and their carriages are bashing back and forward. And it's, it's not a pretty sight. So once it's going, I try to, keep it, it rolling as much as it possibly can. And the easiest way that I can do that is, you know, pressing the buttons for myself. But also not to make you feel old, even though I'm lucky you're younger than you, but not to make you feel old, but like you have. Please been don't mention this. my age. <laughs> you have been doing this for I'm a too- very long time. <laughs> I have. You know what? I actually have. And, you know, you're right. You know, I have been doing this for a long time. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy because I if someone had said to me, it's my 20th year this year at Nova in October, November. 20 it's my 20th, anniversary, 20th anniversary. And I think if I could go back in time and tell my younger self, here's where you would be in 20 years, I don't know. I'm not even sure if I would have been able to com- compute the reaction. I would have just thought 20 years is a long fucking time away. Like, geez, 20 <laughs> years? Really? Is the world going to change? I don't know, it's changed a little bit, but it's still, I guess, very similar to what it was 20 years ago. But also you're a very evolved human now. You're very, you're very mature. I am. I've worked, I've done a lot of work on myself. 
I'm, I'm, I channel Brene Brown. I'm very <laughs> in touch with my emotions, very in touch with the, my self-talk dialogue, um, you know. There's something that I really want to ask you because when I was doing my research, I saw that in a 2017 interview, yes, I went deep, with the Daily Telegraph <laughs> that you what said. No, what it wasn't bad. Say? It was actually really cool what you said. So you basically said that you enjoy breaking new artists and you broke essentially in Australia Ed Sheeran. Oh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, Obviously. yeah, years ago. <laughs> Yep, but like yep, yep. that must be such a huge thing to be such a an influential person in our industry. Um, look, you know what? I just you know, I'll say I don't think any one person ever really breaks an artist. I think it's a team of people. Uh, I have to you know doing the I have to you know like it's a lot of people that are involved in the project. I was lucky. I'm lucky enough to host a show that I'm able to back songs, play songs, develop relationships with artists who go on to um, become superstars. I understand what you mean. Like there's obviously a huge team behind you. There's a whole team yeah. behind talent. And I think it's like, and I just, you know, I want to make sure that there's everyone is aware. I mean, anyone who's in the industry knows this. It's never one person. It's a, a ver- It takes many, many people um, to put together uh, a radio station and a radio show and, there, it's the sum of all the parts that really take it to the to the top. Totally, totally. And have you got the same team looking after you in breakfast? Yeah, no, yeah. So the – well, we're down a production guy at the moment, so uh, we are having a temp guy fill in in the production side of things at the moment while we're doing the breakfast show. But we've hired a new guy to start on the night show, which will come back after uh, – we have a survey, our, our sort of holidays. But no, EP, Zach LaCarva, uh, we've got our producer, uh, or his assistant sort of producer, Georgie. She is sort of maybe three months into the job. Oh, shout out uh, to Georgie. Shout out to Georgie, yep. Uh, and then we've got a digital social person, Millie. Um, and then the back-end team, uh, pretty much the same. But there's a few more people like oh, you in need the them. management. No, there's, you know, there's, it's funny, you know, you host the night show and you can kind of slink in and no one is too concerned, uh, but then you do the breakfast show and on the network too. And um, I think the, I think the cube on the network for the breakfast show is like 2.5 million or something like that at the moment, which is wild. It just, I dawned on me to look that up the other day. I was like, I just wonder. How many people are we talking to? The cum of the Nova Breakfast Network time slot is like 2.5 million or something like that. And so I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's a, that's a lot of people. That is a lot that of people. That is a lot of people. Now, I do want to ask you a question, um, another music-related question, because now I've got you, I have so many questions. But Go. So Taylor Swift, right? At the time of yep. recording, everyone is goddamn freaking out over getting Taylor Swift tickets. You guys are giving yep. them away, right? She is doing like three MCGs now, four core stadiums in Sydney. I have never seen the phones ring the way they have rung for a competition like this, ever. I knew it. I knew I had to ask. Really? I have never seen things so crazy 
I mean, I love Taylor Swift, but seven, not like seven and a, seven and a half thousand phone calls in the breakfast show this morning to get tickets. To get tickets, it's wild. That is insanity. It's crazy. What do you think the obsession with Taylor is? I mean, I love her. I'm not a Swifty, but I love her and I've been to concerts of hers. But what do you think the appeal is? Why do you think people are just so goddamn obsessed? Um, I think she represents the notion that anybody who the talent can connect with a fan base and she has masterfully kept her brand and her identity never so far beyond or better than her fan base. Like she is her fan. She is with her fans first and foremost. And she's always makes them feel that where she goes is because of them. And so I think that's, yeah, I think that's why she, they resonate with her. And the people love her is that they're on that journey with her and they want to root for her. They want her to be successful. While there's other artists who may find fame and you will go, oh, they dismiss a fan or they don't do a a photo or they push someone away or they get heavy handed or they seem to disrespect Mm. the fan base, if that makes sense. Yeah. What is Harry Styles the same? In regards to his connection with his fan base? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Harry Styles is maybe a little bit more aloof. I think he's a little bit less accessible uh, accessible, um, to the fans. But I think his stage presence and conversation with the fans is very similar to what you get from the Taylor show. He gets a very authentic uh, experience when you see that person perform. I can literally go down a TikTok rabbit hole watching Harry Styles performing videos of him just talking to the crowd. I just think it's awesome. There you go. That's it, right? That's it. You nailed it. That's so interesting because, like, I guess you're right about the accessibility. I mean, for us, well, for you more than me, but, like, to have these big stars that you talk to every day, it seems like it's just our job or, like, you still get excited like we've mentioned. Of course. That's why I still get excited about doing my job and doing ticket giveaways or interviewing celebrities or talking to people on the radio It's because, you know, we don't go to a an office. We, we go to an office, but, like, we don't go to a job that we necessarily hate. Like, and not that everyone hates their jobs, but some people aren't, let's say enthusiastic about what it is that they do to earn the bills. Like I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that I get to do something that I used to do for volunteering in community radio days back when I was in high school. Do you know, like I used to do it for free before I made a career out of it. And now you're getting paid. Yeah. Not the big bucks. Not the big bucks. If anyone's (laughs) listening, not the big bucks, not the big bucks. Um, More bucks would be required. More bucks. For me to say I earned the big bucks. Yeah. Media babes. I'm definitely not. Look, hey, here's how you know I'm not on the big bucks. I'm not in France. Every other motherfucker at the moment (laughs) in radio is in Paris, St. Tropez. That is Uh, so true. I'm like, do you see me there? No, I'm freezing my balls off in Sydney. It's like nine degrees. I, haven't, I have no tan. 
I'm living vicariously through everyone in Europe at the moment. You are oh. right. There is a lot of radio shows in Europe at the moment. Aren't there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I missed it. I should have organised something. I should have organised something. <laughs> Why aren't you doing the breakfast show from? From Paris. Pra- or, yeah. Yeah, or Italy. Oh, Sicily. Next next year I'll it's do. It's opportunity. Win, winter breakfast from win- Sicily is where I'll be next year. I love it. Manifest that's that right. shit, babe. Manifest that shit. That's it. That's that what shit. I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> is there anybody that you've just gone, oh, this was the best interview I've ever done? Or why? Or what's the reason behind someone being a great interview? You know what? I've had a, a bunch of experiences. Whenever you interview people, like I think, you know, one, one year we did a like a breakdown, deep dive about how many interviews I do in a year. Because there's normally a guest on the show every day, right? So on average, I think I'm doing like 150 to 200 interviews a year is what I do. So I don't know if I have any uh, specific moments that stand out for me as in, oh, my God, this person this time was really great. But what I'll tell you is that all of the ones that are great are the people who are genuinely authentic, who lean in, who engage, who are excited to talk to you about what they're on to promote as you are as excited to connect to them and talk to them about what they want to promote. Because let me tell you, nothing makes an interview worse than someone who doesn't want to be there. And I have done plenty of those in my time. Mm -hmm. Plenty of people have been on the show where I'm just like, Oh, God, they don't want to be here today. <laughs> what do you mean they don't want to be talking to Smallsy Surgery in Australia? Well, That's no, true. I think I just don't I think they just mean. want to do. They don't want to do yeah. press. A lot of them they don't, don't want to do press. press. But yeah. also, like, some of them get burned by press, like, if you think about it. No, that is, that is look, that is true, and that is, a, that is, that is something that we, we battle with in Australia regularly, like, you know, different well, I think what I am lucky to have done is that I have been doing this for a while now and you build relationships with people where people trust you, you put people at ease, uh, people know that they're not going to get uh, caught out or you're not looking for a gotcha moment. So that allows you to continue to get access where other people may not get access because they're notorious for doing a gotcha moment or doing a um, something that, you know, is an attempt to maybe profile the person doing the interview and not the person who's being interviewed. And I don't ever like to make myself the subject matter. I'd rather a question I ask and the answer go viral versus it the question that I asked is what went viral. Yeah, right. That makes so that much makes sense. sense. Yeah. You know, you know, like I'd rather, you know. That that makes a lot of sense. Like I can completely of, understand that. Because I think a lot, a, lot of, a, a lot of people, I mean, particularly in this like TikTok generation or, you know, social generation, they want to get the – 10 second clip that's going to go viral. They want to shout something or do something or be suggestive about something. Um, I'd rather just get the person back on the show for their next project. Totally. Oh God, you're speaking my language. Yeah. My language. It's connection. Human connection is very rare 
to find, I reckon, a lot in this world. And I think that if you can make someone feel comfortable and that they can open up to you and not in a way because you want them to, like to catch them out, like you said, I think that's that's the yeah. sign of a very good journalist or a very good radio host or a very good, you know, interviewer, I guess. I also don't like to think I'm a journalist. Like I'm no – like do you know what I mean? Like I'm not a journalist. Like I just like to have conversations with people. Like I just – want to get to know and I also like to like ask questions that are inane in a little bit you know like it sounds stupid but like Margot Robbie it's like looking at her today I'm, we'll ask her on the weekend it's like what's your flaw like don't we all have a flaw right like we all have I can't see what it is like do you snore uh, <laughs> do you fart does she belch no she doesn't does- no, she must do something. I am. Everyone has one. Everyone has a flaw. She's an angel sent from up above. Okay, well, that's it, right? And so I'm <laughs> going to spend my time trying to find out what her flaw is, just so I know that she's 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 not a god amongst us, but just a normal person who happens to be a movie star as well. You do often forget that these people are real people. And that's how I approach it. It's like yeah. I just approach it as in like these people are just they're normal. Oh, of course, of course, when you're doing interviews, for sure. But, like, sometimes when you're looking at something, I mean, the biggest nerves that I ever get, actually, I should probably tell you the people that I'm most nervous to interview are the ones I grew up with watching on television. Mm, totally. Because that was, like, your formative years. I remember yeah. doing a red carpet with Noni Hazelhurst and couldn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I would share that, but, you know, like, that's 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 – but how weird, you know? That's, like, that's strange. That's uh, yeah. But then know, she, she's an icon. Icon. <laughs> I get it. Icon status. That, and I, I understand what it is you're saying. Look, I probably would not be speechless. I probably would. It was bizarre. <laughs> I bet it was. It was I was she like, what is wrong with she you? She would have looked at you with who the fuck let her in. Absolutely, what is going she did. What is it's the weirdest thing. Like when you're interviewing celebrities, like. They are the ones that get me the most, I think. And like mm. for you, I've grown up. I don't want. To, I don't want to say this because we're like the same age. But I have grown up with you on radio. Mm. Like I know exactly who you are. Know everything about you. That's not true. Sure. But I do. You know. Like I think it's it's. But also, you're doing something that I aspire to be, or the something that I think is yep. is epic. You know. Yeah. And I think. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Do you not have people say that to you ever? No, not at all. Not at all. And I, you know, I think it's, I don't want to say woe is me because I don't want this to be, I think when you, I think because what, what because I'm just who I am, right? And I just be who I am. I think either some people uh, can be standoffish in approaching People who may be on the radio, some people don't care, some people are not interested. And I think you hear it occasionally, but it's it's nice to hear that people go, oh, wow, I really like listened and grew up and da 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 da. Because I think some people may be a bit too self not self conscious is not the right word, but they're not going to share that with me. So it's it means something to me. Because I've done this for as long as I've done, and some days a- anyone who does this will tell you, is anyone fucking listening? Like, did anyone care? Like, if I just disappeared tomorrow, 
have I made any – like this is mad, deep existential crisis, and it's probably because it's what? I've been up since 4 a.m. Sometimes you just go – like I grew up the ugly feels of the world, and, 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 right, and I look at those people and I go, oh, I would love to have an impact like that. N- was born at the wrong time. So it's nice to hear actually there are people where you have been on air for as long as I have that go, no, 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 I, I grew up on you. I love listening to you. I have fond memories of growing, listening to the show and doing stuff, you know, and living my life to it. So that, you know, thank you for that. It means Aww, a lot. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> it's so cute for us. We're both so <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but do you know one thing I didn't know? I did not know your name was Kent. You didn't? <laughs> I okay. thought my parents called me Smallsy, yeah? They're like, this thing yeah. looks like a Smallsy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a no, nickname, but I just don't think I Kent. ever knew. It was Kent. What's your middle name? Uh, I, are you trying to rot my identity? I'm sure it's on – I think it's, it would be on Wikipedia. It's Andrew. It's got nothing to do with Smallsy. It's just my last name. And it, the, the backstory <laughs> there is simply that the a radio station at Nova in Brisbane, when I first moved to Brisbane – there was a guy who hosted the afternoon show. His name was Ken, and I was Kent. And because I was second to market, well, you can't be Kent. You're going to have to be – and Smallsy is going to be – and it was an American program director I had at the time, and she was she was a love, lovely, lovely, and she was like, you can be Smallsy. And I'm like, I'll be whoever you want to be for a money, a paycheck. This is my chance to – and it's stuck, and you know what? It's – um. It's memorable. It's memorable, and there's no one. There's no one else called Smallsy. So a big shout out to to her for that. I literally had to Google and be like, "What is this guy's name?" Guy yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. No, but uh, people will like only work people will call me Smallsy. So it's it's quite a um it's quite an interesting uh, situation because I know how I know you oh. based on how you call me. So it's very strange, but if someone says, oh, hey, because people in my family and my close friends, they won't call me Smallsy. Like no one calls me Smallsy in my life. It's it's Kent. But then when it's at work or it's a work or a work business, event, yeah. it's it's Smallsy or if it's a, a listener who sees me on the street or whatever, it's Smallsy. It's like, okay, I know exactly where I am right now. I'm clunk, clunk. I know exactly <laughs> where – what which personality to put on? Yes. <laughs> which of my 10 today in my head shall be speaking when this person, spe- person speaks to me? Do you know, you don't even look like a Kent to me. What does that even mean? What does a Kent look like? I mean, oh, I'm not even going to tell you that story. I was about to say someone called me a C-U-N-T one day. Um, um, <laughs> look, you can tell that story because yeah. that has crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, someone someone said to me, and I'm not even going to say the name, but it was very recently. Oh, Kent, that's an interesting name. Change one vowel, and it's a completely different meaning. And I was like, "You fucking." Do you know what's really funny? That what's is that? actually hilarious, but also yeah. like awful at the same time. But also, <laughs> it was awful. That person, <laughs> that person is an awful human being. Is all I've got to tell you. <laughs> awful human. Actually, being. you're a you're actually a Cass K A S. Now that I know your yeah. full name, you're a Cass yeah, K A S. Yeah. K-A-S, yeah. You got into radio through afters, right? Yeah, Australian Film Television and Radio School, yep. What a plug. 
Well, no, I just, you know, I, credit too. Like, I mean, I left, I was in, I, look, radio was what I always wanted to do. Like, That's what I wanted to know. Always my entire life. I've wanted to do some, I wanted to host a talk show at some stage. I grew up in the 90s on peak, a diet of like Ricky Lake, Oprah Winfrey, go Ricky, uh, Ricky Lake, uh, Phil O'Donoghue, Jerry Springer, uh, like th- these Oh, even it like R.I.P. Stan Zamanic, but the TV show Beauty and the Beast, like oh, I loved right? that I, show because yes. it was after school, right? Or just yes. if you were homesick home from, from school, sick. you would watch Ricky these Lake. shows. We used to be on like eleven thirty, and I'm like, "What is this? Who are these people? <laughs> like, this is just oh my god!" And I remember the first time I ever saw like. The, um, the soundproof booth when someone would, like, confess a secret and they'd bring out the scorned lover and it's like, you won't believe what Cindy Lou just told us. And then it was just fucking – it was my childhood. So for a very <laughs> – very, very, you know, I really – I should do a talk show. I would love that. For a, for a long period of time, <laughs> I wanted to do, like, uh, have, a, have a talk show. Like, I, I you know – I don't even remember. I just remember vividly just like wanting to walk around with a fake microphone at home and just interviewing my family members. Um, and then I, that, that never happened. Uh, but then I also had a map. I remember, I mean, I think this is every radio kid's sort of story. Uh, it may not be, but at least I think for most of the people I know, I grew up list, having a radio in the bedroom, listening to the radio, getting a window into the world outside of your own existence, hearing people do talking about breakfast, playing songs. Oh my God, like And recording songs with the intro over the top, because you couldn't you couldn't ever record it because you'd always have you guys talking over the top. But you know what? I actually as a radio nerd, I loved like capturing like the old sweepers and the IDs between the songs as I made my mixtape about the radio station. It was the radio station mixtape because I was a dead set geek. Um and so, yeah, no, I did. That's what I did. And so that's how I grew up. And then that's all I really wanted to do. I didn't really have my mind or heart set on anything else. I got told, oh, you must have a backup plan. But um, I didn't really have one. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then I thought, got into community radio. And and then from there, I think I found, I did a, oh, I don't know, it was the early days of the internet, Googled around and found the Australian Film Television and Radio School and there we go. And then went out of high school, year 11 and 12. All my friends were popping off to uni and I was popping off to radio school and, and that was it. Where are you from? Are you from Sydney. the Western Suburbs? Yeah, Penrith. I grew up in Penrith. Oh, you're from Penrith? No, I went up to, I went to a place called Samaria Senior High School, which is like a year 11 and 12 high school. I went to, I, yeah, I went to, they went did radio school and then. Then I've been lucky enough to have a job. There's a couple of uh, moments in my career where there's a bit of a few gaps in the resume, but, you know, who doesn't have that when you work in radio? Or jumping from job to job, yeah. You know, and, and this is it, right? Everybody does. Uh, or losing jobs, having to find their next job, getting your, not having your contract renewed. Yeah, that must be so awful. Like, that scares the crap out of me. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it's probably even to this day, is the most anxious feeling when you're like, 
not that I ever worry about not having a job. Well, I mean, I do. I mean, that's why it causes anxiety. But the notion that, like, people don't understand, I don't think sometimes we work in an environment where every two years or three years, your employment date is finalized. Like, it's not a redundancy. It's not a thanks for coming. Oh, we're moving in a different direction. It's a please hand your pass and key card in. It's all over for you here. And it's not based, and it doesn't have to be based on poor performance. Like it's just the end of a contract. And look, and I know I'm not, radio is not the only job that is contract based. A lot of people work on contract work and, you know, but it's, it's something I've lived with with 20 years and it doesn't ever get easier. I can totally imagine. Do surveys freak you out? Um, I've had 78 at number one. Uh, just slip that in there. Uh, no, not anymore. What? No. They, 78? 78 at number one. Um, so, no, they don't freak me out anymore. They just window. They I look at them as windows for opportunity. It's like a – it's like just a, a checkup. Like, oh, are we doing good? Are we doing bad? What are we – what's our focus? What's not our focus? Yeah. I mean – It'd be different if we were number one. Like I would be like, guys, we're getting in the show. We're gonna, we're getting in at midday, and none of y'all leaving until midnight. <laughs> gonna be our focus. That would freak me out having those kind of reviews. I can't, I can't handle feedback. I can't handle oh, really? criticism. Uh, you know what? Uh, no, you know what? Yeah, you have to go to a different place in your head. This is what this is what I've done. Is that it? Is you're right. People who don't, and and I and this, and I don't know how much of this is going to make it. So I'm going to keep this nice and succinct for you. People who aren't on air, everyone everyone gets feedback in their job. That is an, a, a totally understandable. It's everyone gets feedback, but there is a different type of feedback when you work in a creative environment. Because when you go to uni for three years to learn how a spreadsheet operates or to do a business proposal, the feedback you get is this business case doesn't stack up. We need to go back and work on it to make the numbers. When you work in a creative field and you get feedback, right, there is no, there is no manual for how I must talk in the morning or at night. When someone gives you feedback, what they've said to you is, I don't like who you are. Uh, they, this, what you're hearing as a person is someone saying, I don't like who you are or what you've decided to say today. And because you are just doing what is your uh, innate gut instinct, it's a complete brutal wound uh, back because you're like, it is. Because it's like, oh, my God, it's, it's like your partner or, or a friend because they're people you see every day coming up to you and go, well, I don't, I don't like your opinion on that. And we wouldn't do that to our friends if our friends had a, you know, a shit take on something, we'd be like, hey, Johnny, what do you think that for? But when it comes to the business, it's like, oh, I didn't like how, I didn't like that interview with ex-celebrity or you spoke too much or you sound angry or you sound a bit tense. What's going on? And you're like, I'm fine. I had no idea I sounded like that. So it's, it is a, it's a very different type of feedback that, that I think even people in the radio business, if you're not in the creative side of it, it's very difficult to understand when you're critiquing or criticizing, even constructively, someone who's on air, what that person is hearing versus what you're saying. Because no matter what you're saying, they're hearing a different message altogether. It's a personal, it's like a personal attack. Yes, yeah. even though it's not, and I get it because that's why I understand it. You know, I've been through, I've done it for 20 years, 
but what you're hearing is when you're saying I didn't like that interview, it's like, oh, okay, I made I did those questions. That's you're saying you don't like me. You're saying you don't like you that's what you're hearing. It's like if someone it's like if someone cooked a meal, right? You came over to their house and they cooked a food. No one in their right mind would take a bite of that meal and go, this is awful. You would lie to your friend. You'd be like, mm, yum, I wish I could fit in more. I've had a big lunch, right? Because you're conscious that you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Now, even though that's not their fault that the food might have been rubbish, we sort of understand, oh, that's a, you've kind of, this person's tried. It's a social norm. Yeah, be polite. Be polite. This person's tried to help us, you know, like they want to make us feel good. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all we're trying to do is entertain some people and tell a dick joke in the morning or in the evening and send you on your way. I it's a dick joke. You're the second person to say that you love a dick joke. Actually, I interviewed Dil Rook today. He said the exact yeah. same thing. He's like, I just wanted to, to say a dick joke yeah. in, the, in my set. That's yeah, it. That's, that's it. all you guys want. That's it. I want to know what is one thing that you would tell that young guy going into radio what advice would you give that young guy, whether it's about radio or about life, knowing what you know now? Wow. This is like in that RuPaul drag race, Jewish RuPaul's drag race. Where, of course I do. Okay, so you know in RuPaul's drag race in like the final four where they each hold up a ugly young child photo of them and then Ru says, now tell yourself, tell your younger self your message and then they all ugly cry. And they do some have some mad existential crisis because they think it's going to get them the crown. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that to you. Why do you, uh, please? I really want an existential I would, crisis. I would tell my younger self, the world is going to be tough to you. You're not going to feel like you fit in. But you not fitting in is what's going to make you successful. And it's what's going to make you stand out. It's going to make you. It's what you. It's what you don't like about yourself that everyone's going to like about you. And there's going to be times when people are going to want to drag you down, but you have to just be stronger than that. You have to. You have to want it more than they want to ruin you. No, in all seriousness, what would I tell my younger self? I would tell my younger self. I don't know. That was pretty amazing. That was pretty great, right? I, I was tapping into something there. Uh, Maybe I should do RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, You'd be amazing. I would tell my younger <laughs> self, nothing's going to go to plan, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Okay? Roll with it. Be resilient. And don't ever fucking give up. That's what I would tell my younger <laughs> self. I just got you say, I would say, you deserve the crown. You deserve the crown. <laughs> this is your time. This is, yeah. this is your time. <laughs> yeah. That was actually mm. gorgeous. Oh, well, anyway, that's what I would say to my younger self. That is my favourite question to ask mm. because I feel like people come up with some really amazing things that other people can really learn from. I think also too, I, I you know why I like that question is because you instantaneously get a window into someone's struggle because you can pinpoint in that one answer Oh, okay. The small thing hasn't gone to plan. His life, he hasn't done everything he's wanted when he's wanted. He's had challenges. But you have to roll with it and accept that the, the, you know what? This is going to sound really wanky, but like, I think sometimes 
And I and I wish I knew this young in my earlier days, in my young in my my first, I would say five to ten years. Even even five years ago. And I even today I still remind myself, don't be so quick to wish it away. Don't be so quick to take the next step that you don't enjoy where you are now. Like in, I love that. Do you know, like this the the destination is not the goal. It's the journey along the way. And I hate the word journey and it's overused, but it's all of the things you're doing now. They're what create the memories. And we get so caught up in trying to climb a ladder or do the next thing that we forget about the, we forget to stop and be present in the moment and just live and go, no, this is what it's all about. This fun thing whatever it is doing today, you know, uh, whatever's meant to, you know, this sounds crazy too. And it's a bit, uh, no, I love your existential crisis. Yeah, no, but going. I was going to say it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, um, you know, space cadet and off with the fairies. It's not for everybody, but I think the universe has a plan. And I think the universe will only ever send you anything that you're capable of dealing with in the moment and will only allow you to take the next step when it's right for you to take the next step. It's so true, though. So. And you always given struggles that you can handle. Yeah, I don't think the universe ever sends you. And I know, and hey, shit gets thrown people's way. But, you know, everything, all of the work I've ever done on myself, and I was joking before, but I would, you know, when you were, were talking about it, I was like, it's how you respond to those things that actually define character and how you handle being knocked down, how you handle something not going right, that is actually what determines how well you are because everyone has things happen to them. But it's if you, it's how you respond to that. You either can wallow in the self-pity and feel like you're the victim or you can accept it for what it is as a learning situation and go, no, this is part of my story. It's not what I had planned, but how do I ensure and learn and do what I can to make the the my my step forward here and get back off and dust yourself off and you know keep having a crack because you know that's life. We all we all have it happen to us. You have really surprised me. Oh, really? Is it just because you just normally hear me on the radio playing like thongs and telling big jokes and giving away Taylor Swift tickets yeah, that there's no depth? Pretty much. No, that's not true. You, there is, of course, there's depth, but yeah. you don't. You know, this this has been a treat. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. No, I feel like you know. I just think I different. We each to have different jobs, and not every op- I don't have an opportunity to sometimes do all of these things on the show. But it's, you know, it's what I like to do off the air and, you know, it's what I try to remind myself of. Um, You know, I think it's important to – everyone is like an onion, many layers. Okay, Shrek. Thank you, as Ogre once said. Or was that Donkey who said that? Whoever, it was Donkey. Yeah, it was Donkey. Shrek, okay. I'm looking up. You know, it, was Donkey, it was Donkey, wasn't it? Yeah. I, think, that, I mean, I called you Shrek first, what, so that's probably where you got the confusion. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. This has been awesome. Thank you for your time. Um, so just really quick, quick question though. Like, what are your flaws? Oh, they're long. <laughs> Where would you like me to start? 
<laughs> no, please don't. I've I've already got a really good clear vision of of, of why I like are. you. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I thought you were about to tell me I've already worked them out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I know. I just, I'm so interested. It's a very, you've got a fascinating story. And I know, I think this is why these kind of conversations are so important because people don't get to know you for who you are. No, I think there's, I think there's like the iceberg, right? You see people's 5%. You don't know people's 95%. That's beneath the water, right? Like that's most of, most people you don't know. You, we see from the outside just above the water line and like an iceberg, most of it is underneath the water. So it's like, just ask the Titanic. I mean, they would have known, you know, like if they had known that ever presently, they wouldn't have sunk. Based on current affairs, uh, that's a little bit of the noise. Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> thank you. This has been a treat. No, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure to speak to you and to meet you. And Yeah, you too. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast. 